0: Hi guys, welcome to another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real. It's a podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow. Uh, We try to become the best versions of ourselves as we can as we continue to serve our Lord. Uh, Again, you can find the podcast on YouTube. You can watch a video portion there, but then also you can find it uh, anywhere you can get your podcast. Just look up When the Scriptures Become Real, and it should show up on your favorite platform uh, to listen to us. So we're so thankful that you are here and that you found the podcast. All right, so let's get into this one. So today is literally a pop-up podcast. Like I didn't plan on doing it. I actually planned on I actually have one that we're going to do on Monday. But as I'm sitting here in the office and um I'm doing kind of some some extra personal study for myself. I'm sitting here and I'm reading this and I'm like, "Man, somebody else has got to hear this." Like you know how when you when you study something or when you learn something, You want to, you got to tell somebody real quick. So that's what I felt like. I'm like, man, somebody's got to hear this. So right now I'm sitting here and I looked in my library and I'm reading a book and I hope you can see if I put it up on the screen. If you can't see it, I'll just name it off. The book is called the five love languages. And this one specifically the singles edition. So this book is like white and orange, but the original one is like purple And so this is such a it's a such a great study and it's such a great book for your own personal growth. And, you know, as I kind of introduced what I was reading, here's kind of an introduction to what the five love languages are. So essentially, it's a it's a language that everybody speaks of how they feel, how they feel loved. Right. And so there's five different types of languages that everybody speaks according to the book. So either you have, number one, words of affirmation. Number two, your love language is receiving gifts. Three, it's either someone giving you an active service. Four, it's either spending quality time with a person. Or five, it's physical touch. And so the way that you can find out which love language you are, you can actually take the test online, I think, if you just look up the five love languages test. But then the book actually has the test in the back. And so you take the test and then as you read the book, it'll describe some things that that you specifically need in order to feel respected by somebody else that may not speak the same love language that you do. OK, so that's just kind of an introduction. But as I'm reading this and this will this will kind of serve as our um, part of our quote unquote dating series that we just that we that we did a couple weeks ago. But. As I'm studying this, I'm looking at a specific one. And as I took the test, uh, mine personally is words of affirmation, right? That's that's my personal one. And so as I'm reading through the book and I'm, I'm going through, I stopped on a section. And I think this is such a great section because I think a lot of people can relate to this. And so what I want to do is I want to kind of go through this and through some things that I have underlined here, but then we'll make some quick application and we'll go to the scripture how this kind of matches up as well, okay? So here's how this introduces it. So the the title of this chapter is a hard-working man who didn't get it. A hard-working man that didn't get it. So to set the scene for this, there's a there's a woman named Sylvia and there's a man named Mark, and they got married. And while they were dating, they all were, um, you know, they really enjoyed it, right? Mark made time for Sylvia, Sylvia made time for Mark, everything was all good, then they got married. But then problems started happening because then they stopped speaking each other's love language. So as you read through this, if you look at it, so again, I'll just kind of look at, or kind of go through a couple things here. So Mark is described this way. Mark was a super active person and there was something always to be done. Sylvia said that Mark was always a hardworking man. And so as I looked at this, this is actually a chapter that says words of affirmation. And so when I looked at this, I'm like, man, that's me. I really like to work hard. Like I love love doing work. Like whether it's school work, whether it's Bible work, whether it's whatever work, I just like doing work and I like to spend my time doing work because I feel like I'm accomplishing something. So especially like with school, you know, I have goals with with getting a certain degree, you know, with with my finances, I have finance goals that I'm trying to hit my spiritual goals for myself. I have goals and spiritual goals that for other people that I want to see them get to. I have goals for them. So I I like I'm goal driven. You know, I love to have goals. and, And in order to accomplish goals, you have to dedicate time and you have to work. So I love to work. So maybe that's you. Maybe that's you as a you as a guy that you just love just the embodiment of what work is. Maybe that's you as a as a lady, too. Maybe you love the embodiment of work. Maybe you find that joy and that fulfillment in work. So the problem was. Mark's love language was that he was a very, very hardworking man. So she always praised him because he was a good guy, but he was just very hardworking. But then her love language was quality time. So now they got married and there's a clash, right? So that they didn't talk about how to do this before marriage. So this is the problem. So they came to talk to the author of the book. Uh, The author is Gary Chapman. And they, gave, they came and talked to him in a, in a session. And essentially, Mark was mad at Sylvia because Sylvia was mad at Mark. And so, basically, what Gary said is, okay, so explain to me the problem. And so, he, he asked Mark, on a scale from one to 10, how much do you think Sylvia cares for you or respects you or loves you right now? And he said, he said, straight up, he said, zero, none. And so, his reasoning for that as a hardworking man, he said, all she does is all she does is criticize me. She, he said, I never thought it would come to this before we got married. Again, there's the, there's the phrase before, before we got married, she was always so positive with me. When I did something, she praised me. When I did that, she praised me. Now, when I do work, around the house or when i do work in general i just get criticized so remember mark's mark's primary love language was words of affirmation but then sylvia's language was quality time so all mark is doing is is projects at work all mark is doing is projects uh with other people all mark is doing is other types of all types of housework but all sylvia wanted was just a conversation on the couch. All Sylvia wanted was just to walk around the park. All Sylvia wanted was just to take a drive in the country. So she was mad at Mark because she said, well, Mark is always too busy. So Mark's love language was words of affirmation. Sylvia's love language was quality time. Now, each person is complaining why they're not receiving something from the other person. So Mark's complaining because well, she doesn't appreciate the hard work and the hardworking man that I am. Sylvia's complaining because I'm not getting the quality time that I need from this man, so now you've got a constant clash so notice the problem here, and this is so great the The problem here is that they're fighting a battle that can just be fixed according to the book what he talks about that can be fixed with with communication but because. What the problem is, they both assumed that the other person would know exactly what to do. He should know this. She should know this. Assuming never works. Remember, we talked about that in a previous podcast. Assumptions are the termites of any type of relationship, whether with with parental or dating or, or even brethren relationships. Assuming is literally the the bug termite of relationships. And that's what it does. So now you got this problem. And so now what happens is as they're talking, Sylvia says, well, I understand how Mark feels now because I see because I've been been condemning Mark. I see him and I've been I see myself as criticizing Mark all the time because of what I don't receive. Then Mark says, well, I see what Sylvia needs because then I was criticizing her. So now do you see the the issue and the problem? Both sides weren't receiving the type of language that they needed. So both sides on their own, their solution was, well, I'll just criticize them. You're not doing this. You're not doing this. You're not doing this. You're not doing this. The other side, well, you're not doing this. You're not doing this. So do you realize how on each side, both of them in a marital situation, were extremely selfish. Mark was was selfish because, well, she doesn't appreciate me. Sylvia was selfish because, well, he's not stopping everything that he has to do to give me more time. See, you can't make a person stop. There has, there always got to be compromise there. And so this is how they compromise. Mark said, okay, I'm going to set some time throughout the week where I'm going to give you my undivided attention. Then what Sylvia said For her compromise, Sylvia said, well, now I understand, Mark, you're one of the most hardest working guys that I know, and you're actually a good guy. So Sylvia said, I'm going to start to understand when things come up because I understand you have to work. So now they both started to communicate. Now, here's the great thing about learning how to do this. This was their problem. They didn't learn to do this until after marriage. So remember, we're talking about the process of dating a person. This is why dating a person has to be informational. What's your, you know, what, what are some things that you need? What is your love language? What, what is, what are some things that you desire? What are some things, how can I help you grow spiritually? This is why you really got to talk to the other person as you're dating. You know, it can't always be just, you know, the event of going somewhere or just the event of doing something. There has to be some communication and there has to be some talk in there. So. As we read through this, I want you to notice what what Gary says here. He says this was Sylvia's and this was Mark's original problem. He said without this type of mature emotional love, their individual differences became battlefields and both of them questioned the wisdom of their own marriage. So think about this. How many personal battlefields are there among people? Because of the natural differences between us, instead of fighting the problem, we fight each other for what we're not getting from somebody else. This was their problem. Sylvia, well, you're not giving me what I need. Mark, well, you're not giving me what I need. So therefore, let's fight and let's fight until somebody crumbles. See, that's how so many, so many relationships end. And this is not, doesn't always have to be in a, in a, you know, marital relationship. This can be in parental, this can be with other people, but this is why you got to understand some things. So now as we kind of look at this, look at what, um, what Paul says here in the book of Romans, go to Romans chapter 12. Um, yeah, Romans chapter 12, let me make sure I have the, uh, the right text. Yeah. Romans 12 verse 10. So there's a way to treat one another. So remember, even in Philippians, how uh, Paul wrote that you should, you should be kindly affectionate to one another and you should prefer one another, right? Let each esteem others better than themselves. But Paul also writes this in the book of Romans in verse 10, be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love and honor, preferring one another. Right. So there's there's a way that we are to handle these relationships with each other. And so as we as we think about this, it's so easy to become so self-centered when you're not receiving what you think you should receive. And so no wonder so many personal relationships fail, because when we get to that point, then I'm out. So this person is not giving me what I need So I'm out in terms of that type of selfishness. So do you understand why when you talk about building something with someone, it it takes work and it takes effort? And again, this goes back to our podcast earlier that we talked about on on uh, on dating. I forget the title. That was just two weeks ago, but I forget the title. I'm getting old. But but as we do that, then we'll begin to fight one another. Rather than work with each other as we build, so obviously as you learn to grow and mature, and I just want to share that with you guys because this has been such a great book as you as you read this and again try to do some personal growth on your own i mean there's there's always ways for you to get better and again, like I mentioned before i'm very I'm very goal oriented I like to set goals i don't I don't like to go with the flow. I know some people like to do that, but I don't like to go with the flow. I like to set goals and I like to be at a certain point when I set that goal. And so here's um, some some things that he mentions here. He says in order for us to get better, he says, number one, what we have to do. He mentions we cannot assume. So that's the number one thing you cannot assume. So number two, after we don't assume then we have to be willing to put in work. He says, so speaking this language to somebody else is literally like speaking another physical language. It takes time and it takes effort and it takes concentration to really see what the other person needs. And so as you learn to do that and as you learn to grow and mature, you'll be able to grow a little bit closer uh, to one another. But then I want you to notice this. This is so good too. Um, he, he mentions this, he said, in order for us to continue to work, uh, work together, the one thing that we don't do is we don't appreciate. We assume, we assume everything about the other person, but we never appreciate and focus on their abilities. We never focus on what they're good at. We never focus on how we can help them improve. We always make it a battlefield. And we focus on what they're not giving to me. See, that's why you can never get things fixed because you're always focused on what this other person isn't doing for you rather than appreciate what they are and what they can do. So think about you have two people who appreciate the differences of each other's language and they want to learn it. That's something that you can build upon and that's something that you can grow with. So, again, Just going back to even what what Paul wrote there in in Romans chapter 12, giving us that attitude of brotherly love and preferring one another, and even going back to 1 Corinthians 13, right? Love, you know, believes all things. It bears all things. It hopes all things. Here's the thing, guys, as you learn, and again, let me mention this too. Even if you're, uh, you know, single in whatever state, maybe a widow maybe single with kids whatever state that you're in even if you are married this we're not going to exclude married people because this continues after marriage you need to start to learn how to really love people and love is not something that is a given biblical love in order to love another person is a taught thing you have to learn to love and that's why in first corinthians 13 Paul said, I could do all these physical actions. I can move mountains. I can have all faith. Paul said I could do all these things in verse one and two and three. But he says, if I don't have real love, if I'm not motivated by the right motivation, he says it means nothing. He says, I'm just a loud noise. I'm a clanging symbol. I'm just doing things for the for the sake of doing them rather than being motivated by the right type of action. To really prefer my brother, to really prefer my wife, to really prefer my girlfriend, to really prefer my family, to prefer other people before myself. And so I love how Romans chapter 12 ends. There's so many things going on from verses 9 to 21, but he mentions that the demeanor that we should have with each other should be honor, should be preferring. But then in verse 21, at the very end of it, he says, be not overcome with evil. So you know how even in our own personal relationships with each other, it is so easy to be overcome with evil, so easy to be overcome. So imagine you have that same situation with Sylvia and Mark, right? Mark is words of affirmation, Sylvia's quality time. But their love becomes a battlefield and they just assume and they don't work anything out. So what is easy for Sylvia to do, And for Mark to do, it's easy for them to be overcome. Well, what does that mean? This person's not giving me what I want. So what I'll do is I'll go somewhere else and I'll talk to somebody else about Mark. I'll talk to somebody else about what Sylvia is not doing. I'll talk to somebody else about how Sylvia is not this. I'll talk to somebody else about how Mark is not this. Then the other parties, they agree with you. So now you have more people on your army against the person that you should be talking to. You see how easy it is to be overcome with evil? And that's how you have divisions in the brotherhood. That's how you have gossip in the brotherhood. That's how you have, uh, you know, all these other things that James chapter three talks about. Because when things don't happen in the way that I want it, when I don't get what I need, then I will be overcome with evil. It's so easy, y'all, to be overcome. But notice, he said, don't be overcome with evil. But if you're going to be overcome with something, he says, be overcome with good. So even though, let's say Mark and Sylvia, even though Sylvia is not giving me what I need, I'm going to prefer her and I'm going to talk and I'm going to help her grow. Sylvia. Even though Mark is not giving me what I need, I'm going to be patient with Mark. I'm going to see how I can help Mark. I'm going to grow with Mark. So do you see how you become overcome with good? So there's a difference. So how many of us in our relationships with people, even in our relationship with God, how many of us have made our love with God and with other people a battlefield? And because we don't get what we need from that person, then we become overcome with evil. But don't be overcome with that. Be overcome with good. And y'all, look, that was just a chapter, bro. (laughs) That was just a chapter in the book. See, this is what, and again, like I talked about before, this is what I love about just personal growth you know, you meet goals and you see yourself getting better. This is, this is how you grow, man. You, you find ways, you find your weaknesses, you, you hone them out and you get better. And you, and then you'll be able to do Romans chapter 12, verse 10. So again, this was just a pop-up podcast. I really wanted to, you know, I had to tell somebody. (laughs) So I was like, you know what, let me just get on a pod and do it real quick. So again, this is such a great book. And again, I would reference this. This is a great read for you guys uh, a great thing to have in your library. I think it's like 10 bucks on Amazon. So easy to get. And so, uh, you know, it's, and again, I'm putting my quotations up here. It's, it's based on, on Christian principles, which is very good. But again, just like, just like with everything, you know, there's things you take that are good, but there are things that you can leave too. Okay. But as you read and as you study grow to be better, not only for yourself, but find ways how you can be humble in spirit, how you can be selfless, how you can find yourself being a servant to other people. And if you do this, even if other people continue to treat you wrong, you can continue to be overcome with good and not overcome with evil. Man, I really hope that can help you guys. Um Again, we'll be back on Monday with another podcast, and I, I can't wait for that. Uh, looking forward to that. I appreciate you guys. Uh, thank you so much for the support. The numbers are just so great right now, uh, and I just appreciate everyone that's listening on on every platform, and we're growing, and I hope that we can continue to grow with you guys. Thank you.